church say amen? Can the church say praise the Lord? Can the church say hallelujah? What a blessing to be all in Jesus. To know that he has saved us and set us free. And the Bible says who the Son sets free? He is free indeed. What a blessing today. We can abide beneath his smiling face. Knowing that he can make a way out of no way. What a blessing. Are you grateful today? Should we thank God for allowing us to be here one more time to sing and to praise his holy name. What a blessing to be in the house of worship today. We give honor to God in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank him, Lord, for the Lord's day. Amen. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we do rejoice, and we're glad in it. We invite your attention to the word of God today. Continuing on our theme, the Christian experience, and looking again at Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40 and verse 1, when you find it, say amen. Amen. Isaiah 40 and verse 1, we read, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and our flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. For our New Testament passage of Scripture, we'll look at the Gospel of St. John. John's Gospel, chapter 7, and we're going to begin reading at verse 10. John's Gospel, chapter 7, and we're going to begin reading at verse 10. When you find it, say amen. John's Gospel, chapter 7, and verse 10, we read, But when his brothers had gone up, then he also went up to the feast, not openly, but as it were in secret. Then the Jews sought him at the feast and said, Where is he? And there was much complaining among the people concerning him. Some said, He is good. Others said, No, on the contrary, he deceives the people. However, no one spoke openly of him for fear of the Jews. Now, about the middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. And the Jews marveled, saying, How did this man know letters, having never studied? Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. This morning, I want to share with us briefly from the subject, the Christian experience. Seeking Jesus. The Christian experience, seeking for Jesus. I'm sorry. Seeking for Jesus. Let us pray. Kind Heavenly Father, I want to bless your name today. Thanking you once more for all your many blessings. Thanking you, Lord, because you are good and there is none like you, Lord. As as the songwriter said, I searched all over and I found nobody. There's nobody like you. So we bless your holy name today in the name of Jesus. We want to give you glory and honor for you are worthy. Worthy of all praises today. And Lord, in this season of Thanksgiving, we want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for all you've done for us. Continue to lead us and guide us and provide for our needs and our concerns, Lord. And we want to lift you up, Lord, for you have lifted us today, Lord. 
And we want to thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Now bless your word as we go forth today. That your people might hear and be blessed. Lord, bless your word that it might bless someone's heart today. They might find you, Lord, and know you more, Lord. We want to bless your name. We ask these blessings today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray and amen. grateful today can anybody just say thank you lord for all you've done for me what a blessing and yesterday we gave out thanksgiving meals and it was a blessing to be able to to give to someone who needed it and we know that you know one day god's going to ask us the question you know when i was hungry did you feed me when i was thirsty did you give me a drink when i was sick did you visit me and it's good to know that we can do god's will and people's lives can be blessed. And I want to challenge us as a church to give unto others. Because we, we live in a needy time. And I was touched yesterday. I, I took, a, took one of the dinners to someone's house. And I can't tell you how much we need to be about our father's business. Giving to those who are in need. and Not just looking at what we have and say, you know, thank God I'm making it. 
But there's somebody else who needs a, a blessing. So I want us to, be, to challenge ourselves as a church and a congregation to, to give to those in need. So not only do will we be thankful, but others also can be thankful as well. Our subject today is the Christian experience seeking for Jesus. And as we've been going through this theme throughout the year, I hope that we reflect on our, our journey through, Christ, through our, our Christian lives. To realize that the most important word in this theme is Christian. That we want to be Christ-like in the way we live our lives every day. We want to think about the, the people that we've known, the places that we've gone, the things that we've done. That we truly reflect a Christian experience. That we know Jesus Christ not just because we can spell his name or read it in a song, but to really know him as our Lord and personal Savior. To be able to say that I know him for myself. I ask him to forgive me of my sins and come into my heart to change my life, and I'm going to live for you every day. That's the commitment of the Christian experience, to live for him every day. In our Old Testament scripture, we see that God has a plan for our lives. and We've read the scripture many times, but I want us to realize and be able to, not only the reason why I do this every time, because I want us to be able to tell somebody else that God does have a plan for your life. He has a plan that we, our lives are forgiven of sin. It says, speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity or her sins have been pardoned. She has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. See, people don't have to walk in sin anymore because they can know Jesus for themselves. That's God's plan for our lives. And it says, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. See, no matter where you are in this life, God has a plan for you. And you can start living for him right then and there. Whether you're in the desert of life or in the, in, the, in the big city, no matter where you are, God has a plan for your life. You can start living for him right now. Your sins can be forgiven today. You can start living for Jesus Christ. It says, every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. See, in this life, you're going to have some problems. You're going to have some good days. You're going to have some not so good days. But you can know that you can live for Jesus Christ. And if Jesus is with you in the valley, you can make it out of that valley. If Jesus is with you on the, on the mountaintop, celebrate. But know that one day you're going to have to go out down from this mountain. And if the mountain is in your way, ask Jesus to move that mountain. You have that authority according to the word of God. And it's not just a literal mountain like the, the Rocky Mountains or, or the Appalachian Mountains. But it's the mountains that come up in your life. The troubles that you face. You can say, mountain, move out of my way in the name of Jesus Christ. And it says, the crooked places shall be made straight. And the rough places smooth. When you're going through this life, sometimes you don't know what to do. You don't know how you're going to do it. But call the name of the Lord. He can lead you and guide you through all truth. That's why he sent his Holy Spirit. To guide you through the rough places of life. So you can make it safely. And it says, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And our flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Do you know God wants to be glorified in your life? When he made everybody in the heavens and earth, and he, he said it was good. It was to his glory. But the enemy came in and tried to, to dirty everything up. That's what he said. Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy. But God has come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So he wants, you, he wants to be glorified in your life and mine. He wants everybody to know about Jesus, about his son, about his plan for their lives. 
And our subject today is the Christian experience, seeking for Jesus. One of the things that I realized in, in studying this message, and even on last week I had an experience in a parking lot where uh, this guy was trying to sell me his Christian CD. Was a young, young man. So I said, I guess I'll, I'll buy your CD, young fellow. You know, I'm not a, a, against that. But he let me know that he didn't really believe in the same Jesus that I was talking about. He had knowledge and he had skill and he knew, the, he knew the Bible so well he could quote chapter and verse. Seeking for knowledge and understanding. But I'm here to tell you that everybody's not seeking for Jesus in the right motives. Everybody don't come to church for the right reasons. People try to solicit you for, for their own benefit and their own glory. We need to seek Jesus for the right reasons. I want us to love God with all our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength to really know Jesus for ourselves. And we look at John's gospel, we see that this gospel was written that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Not some man-made philosophy. Not their idea to try to figure out who Jesus was and how is it that this man could walk on water. No man can walk on water. But we believe Jesus did by faith. No, we don't really, we don't understand how he heals the sick, but we believe that he heals the sick because we call on him in faith. Anybody ever asked Jesus to heal them and he did it? We can be a living witness that Jesus is a healer. I didn't go to the doctor to get some of my healing. I called on the name of Jesus. No knife had to cut me. Didn't have to pay that doctor bill. But oh, I thank God for Jesus healing power. Because I had faith in him. That's what John's gospel was written, that we might believe that Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God. For he said in John 3, 16, for, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. It's important for us to, to understand that today. And as we go through the gospel of John, I want us to be challenged to believe in him. And we see in this particular passage of scripture today, in John's gospel, chapter 7, that there are still people who did not believe in Jesus. There are people who sought him, but didn't seek him for the right reasons. We're talking about seeking for Jesus today. There are three things in this passage of scripture that I want us to understand that we need to seek for Jesus for the right reasons. John's Gospel, chapter 7 and verse 10. The first thing I want us to realize is seeking him is good. It is good to seek for Jesus. John chapter 7 and verse 10 says, But when his brothers had gone up, then he also went up to the feast, not openly, but as it were in secret. Then the Jews sought him at the feast and said, Where is he? And there was much complaining among the people concerning him. Some said he is good. Others said, no, on the contrary, he deceived the people. However, no one spoke openly of him for fear of the Jews. See, we need to learn to seek Jesus for the right reasons. There are all kinds of people seeking religion, seeking enlightenment, seeking knowledge and understanding. So they can show people, you know, what they know. You know, there, there are so many people who, 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 who investigate the scriptures so they can be able to, to look down on you maybe. To show how, how smart they are. But we didn't know Jesus Christ in faith and a genuine experience so we can know him. Once we say, I want to know him in his suffering. To know his death, his burial, and his resurrection. To know him in power. That's how we need to know Jesus Christ. Not only in knowledge, but to know him in power. 
so he can transform our lives, make a difference in our lives. We don't want to come to Chayadela and be the same every time we come. We want to come here and be transformed by the power of God. But these, these particular people, these Jews were looking for Jesus to just be able to, to, to be nosy, I think. They just were being nosy. Want to see what he could do and what the people would want to try to do to him. You know, that's what some people want to come to church to see what's going on. They see a sign up. See people, you know, yesterday they saw people walking out of here with bags. So they, they started coming in too. But they just wanted to see what was going on. But we want to know Jesus for who he really is. Know him in our hearts. So that we can experience the power of God. And it says, and there was much complaining among the people concerning him. Some said, he is good. Others said, no, on the contrary, he deceives the people. See, you need to have your own testimony about Jesus Christ. So you won't be wondering who Jesus is. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Not that I wonder whether he's good or not. You know, you can know something about Jesus for yourself. You don't have to take my word for it. You can know for yourself how good it is to know Jesus Christ. You need to know Jesus for yourself. Look at Jeremiah 29. A very familiar passage of scripture. I want us to know Jesus Christ for the right reason. Jeremiah 29 and verse 12 says, Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. See, when you really want to know Jesus for the right reasons, you will find him. You don't have to wonder what somebody else says about him. You can find him and know him for yourself. You don't have to worry about grandmama's testimony. You don't have to worry about granddaddy's testimony and what the old saints used to talk about. You can know him for yourself. And we love Jeremiah 29 for verse 11. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. The, the Lord's thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. But see, you need to know him for yourself. Know him in your own heart, in your own mind, in your own spirit. So you can be able to say, I know Jesus. I know him for myself because I know him in my heart. We're talking about the Christian experience, seeking for Jesus. The second thing I want us to see today in John chapter 7 is that we need to seek for him to learn from him. Seek to learn from him. Don't just know his, know his name and know a few scriptures and know a few songs. But know him for yourself. Look at uh, John chapter 7, beginning at verse 13 again. It says, however, no one spoke openly of him for fear of the Jews. Now, about the middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. And the Jews marveled, saying, how does this man know letters, having never studied? Jesus answered them and said, my doctrine is not mine, but his who sent me. See, we need to, we need to realize to seek him for the things that he can teach us. We need to seek to learn from him. Because Jesus has so many things that he wants to let us know. But if we're only seeking him for the knowledge that we can get so we can show off or have our own enlightenment, we're going to miss the plan and purpose he has for our lives. See, we're not just going through the motions when we come here on Sunday. 
God has a purpose and a plan for our life, something, a destiny for us to fulfill. And if we're just going through the motions or marveling at, you know, the big words that we can use, we're going to miss the purpose and plan that God has for our lives. See, yes, yes, I've been to seminary, but y'all don't hear me using a whole lot of big words around here because I want you to know Jesus. I don't want you to have a vocabulary, but I want you to have the power of God living within your heart. I'm talking about the Christian experience seeking for Jesus, to know him, to be taught by him, to learn of him. So that one day he can say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. We're talking about the Christian experience seeking for Jesus. Look at Matthew's gospel again, chapter 11. To realize this is what Jesus wants from us. He wants us to know him, to find rest in him. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28 says, Come to me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. See, see, the things that Jesus has for us, it's not hard. It's not a great mystery. Some things are a mystery, but he wants to reveal to you his plan for your life. See, what God has for me is for me, yes. That's something that God has for you. So seek him and learn from him. So you can know his plan for your life. He don't want to burden you with my troubles. You forget about what he has for you. There's something that God has for you. And look again at, at John 7. Look at the mindset that these people had. They, they saw Jesus standing in the midst of the temple, in verse 14, teaching them. And all they could, they could marvel at say, how does this man knows these, knows letters? They wondering about where he got the knowledge from. How does he know so much? Now, we know his mom and his dad. We know what neighborhood. We know what schools that he went to. They missed the plan of God. And he was trying to teach them. And they were missing the whole thing. Don't let, don't let that be your story, that you're going to miss everything that God has for you, wondering where he came from. How did he get that knowledge? See, God has a plan for your life. And you're going to miss it if you don't take his yoke and learn of him. He wants to teach you things. And he says to them in verse 16, my doctrine is not mine, but his who sent me. See, God has a purpose for your life. Don't get mad at what I'm saying to you. I'm trying to teach you something that's going to be eternal. It's going to help you fulfill your destiny and your purpose. Seek to learn from him. The third thing and the last thing I want to see in this message today is seek his righteousness. We're talking about the Christian experience seeking with Jesus. Seek his righteousness. Look at verse 17. It says, if anyone wills to do his own will, he shall know concerning the doctrine whether it is from God or, or whether I speak my own authority. He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true and no unrighteousness is in him. See, we need to seek his righteousness. Seek his plan for our lives. Seek his will, his way. 
What does what is the mind of God? Well, what do you what would you have me to do? You woke me up this morning, started me on my way. As Brother Ian Byron been praying for the last for a while, he letting us know that God is the one that woke us up this morning. We couldn't do it on our own. You didn't reach down and touch your own alarm clock and wake yourself up. Some people's alarm clock go off and they still stay in the bed. But God is the one that woke us this morning. And he has a plan for your life. So seek his righteousness. It says, if anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine. In other words, when you read the word of God and you really want to do God's will, he'll start revealing his plan to you. When you read the word and you may not get it the first time, that means you'll pick it up a second time and read it again. We're talking about seeking Jesus. And if you really seek for something, you won't just look once. Imagine if you lost a $20 bill. Help me, Lord. You're going to keep looking for that 20. You're going to look in the room, in your bedroom, the, the kitchen. I had to open the refrigerator a few times looking for a few dollars. Just wondering, where in the world would I put it? I know I had it. So this, the, the, the word of God is so much more precious. The Bible says it's more precious than rubies. So we should seek for it until we find it. So keep looking for it. It says, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him, there is no unrighteousness in him. See, we need to seek for God with our whole heart, our whole mind, our whole spirit. Because we were looking for, for carnal reasons. We're going to miss the plan of God. We're going to miss what God has for us. We're talking about the Christian experience seeking for Jesus. And we need to seek for him for righteousness sake. I want to close with this very familiar scripture today. In the Beatitudes, Matthew chapter 5. It's brief, but it's true. Matthew 5 and verse 6. It says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. What a blessing today. To know that you can search for God and find him. You can look for him with your whole heart and he reveal himself to you. There are things you can look for in this life for peace. And you might never find peace in this world. There are people who have millions of dollars. Who have a car for every garage. A ring for every day of the week. But they don't have the peace of God. But if you're searching for Jesus Christ, I'm here to tell you today, you can find it. And people today are lost trying to be found. Trying to find who they are. And they are miserable people. They have those that you and I may never have. A house in the mountains, a house on the coast, a house on the west coast, on the east coast, on the beach. But they still don't have what they're searching for. And the the song that that we've been singing or thinking about here, I searched all over. And I couldn't find nobody. Nobody like you, Lord. So when you find Jesus, you find everything you need. And he will guide you to everything else. That's what my mother taught us growing up. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. And I want us to seek for Jesus. Seek for him with all your heart. And surely you will find him.
And you won't be disappointed. May God bless you. Let's stand together. The Christian experience. Seeking for Jesus.